The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Well, it is that time of the week where we dig a little deeper. Tara Logan Buckley has joined me, and we are going to be talking about the imbalance in our lives, and to some extent, Tara, how we are more imbalanced than our animal peers. Yeah, that's a good way to start it off. So can I ask, do you have any small little creatures living in your house that aren't kids, by the way, that are animals? I have a very annoying dog. Okay, what's his name? Sandy. Sandy, lovely. Tell me, what is Sandy's day typically like really quickly? Uh, He annoys me at five o'clock in the morning to go out and relieve himself. He carries toys around. He annoys me to go out and relieve himself. He relieves himself on the carpet. He chews the carpet. He relieves himself on the bit of the carpet that he's chewed. He has dinner. He goes to bed. Okay, perfect. So that sounds pretty balanced. So what he's doing there is he's... Not from my perspective, Absolutely not from yours, but from an evolutionary perspective, he's using what we call... um, We've three systems and they're emotionally regulated systems. And all animals and humans have this. So if we look at the makeup of an animal's brain, they're what we have called the reptilian brain, which I'm sure you've heard before, or the old brain. So this evolved around 200 million years ago. Us as Homo sapiens, our brain evolved around 200,000 years ago. But the new brain that me and you have right here, being able to communicate and converse and to be able to go onto the internet, that's only about 35,000 to 40,000 years old. So we've two parts of our brain. One is 200 million years old and the other one's about 35 to 40,000. So you can imagine the two of them trying to send signals to each other. There is a lot of problems and that's what we call the tricky brain. Now the thing is, Sandy doesn't have a tricky brain because Sandy's only working off that old part of the brain. And a very small one at that. Well, if that's what you think, but they can be quite, they're they're quite clever because they're quite balanced. So, for example, um, if we think about it, if the postman comes to the door and Sandy starts to bark, that's the threat system activated because they can feel there is a threat out there. Now, once the postman goes away and the threat disappears, Sandy goes back, does a normal thing, maybe wants to go to the toilet, maybe wants to get some rubs. Let's think that if we had a stranger that came outside our house late at night and we could see them lurking and then all of a sudden after a few minutes they notice there's someone at home and they move away. Tell me, are you going to be able to get back to your night just completely normal? No, but this is because Sandy is dumb as rocks and thinks he has chased away the postman. Whereas if I find somebody lurking around the house, I correctly infer (laughs) that I may be about to be robbed. Yes, but that's because you have that new part of your brain. But that's why we became so unbalanced. Because if we look at them... We've three parts of our we've three parts of the old part of our brain. We have the threat system, we have the drive system, and we have the soothing system. So the threat system is something that acts on a better safe than sorry principle. So the second that it gets activated, everything else disappears. So that's where your cortisol and your adrenaline lies. It's kind of like your fight or flight response. So that's fear, it's anxiety, it's disgust. Then we've got our drive system. The chemical that we get from that is our dopamine and that's for our wanting, our succeeding. It's kind of making sure that we've got a career, making sure we have a roof over our heads and things like that as well. The the third system is our soothing system and that's a system that releases endorphins, opiates and it's the one that has our cortisol in it as well. Sorry, not our cortisol, apologies. It's got the one that's got um, our oxytocin in it. So what happens is is that our soothing system is the most important because it's the only system that actually balances out the drive and the threat system. Now, the issue is, as humans, because we've got this new part of our brain and there's trickiness and we get caught in loops of thinking and because of our childhood development, our soothing systems can be dramatically underdeveloped. 
So what happens is if we're dealing with someone whose soothing system is underdeveloped and they live in a space of threat and drive, it means that all of those negative emotions are living there and they become completely out of balance. So that's where stress and anxiety lie. And as modern day society, we ping pong automatically between threat and drive. So let's say, for example, if you're feeling really, really anxious about something and you say, I don't want to be feeling like this, I'm going to go away and do a task. So you're going to set yourself to do a task and you're going to say, well, I want to get my free hit of dopamine in my drive system. Okay, and we do this the whole time. We always give each other free hits of dopamine for ourselves. So think about it. The second you go on social media, that's a free hit of dopamine. If you like put up a little paper plane and it goes across the room and you get to the point you want to, that's a free hit of dopamine. Okay, so what happens is we create these for things for ourselves to bring us into drive. But the problem is we can't stay living and drive. And the reason for that is because we can't be perfect all of the time. We can't always set goals that we're going to achieve. We can't always be succeeding. We will fail at some point and that's completely normal. But what that does is it brings us back into a place of threat, self-criticism, fear, anxiety, not liking ourselves. And we go between the two. And that's why we've become unbalanced. But animals don't do that. So are we therefore, according to your theory, locked in an evolutionary spiral out of which we cannot climb? Absolutely not. The really amazing thing about this is that we can learn to access our soothing system more. And when we do that, we become back more in balanced. It's just what has happened is depending on the environments that we live in as children, if we live in a household where um, soothing isn't automatically shown to us, affection isn't shown to us, care or love, we're not given hugs or we live in a hostile place, we're not thought how to self-soothe ourselves. And if we think about modern day society, we're not designed to work nine to five, to have other jobs to try to commute to. We are not designed to live this way. If we think about our ancestors, they lived out in nature They were very, very connected. It was very, very community driven. So what's happened in modern day societies, there's a lot less emphasis put on the soothing system like there would have been with our ancestors. And that's why we've become out of balance. Can I ask you, when last did you take off your shoes and socks and go out into nature and just ground yourself on the grass? I have never in my life taken off my shoes and socks and just grounded myself in the grass. Okay, perfect example. And I'm sure that a lot of listeners haven't done that in a very, very long time either. When last did you hug someone for over 10 seconds? Oh, I'd be a big hugger. Would oh, you? That'd be daily. Would oh, yeah. it? For over 10 seconds? Oh yeah, Ronan the producer gets twitchy every time I come <laughs> in the building. Gets that hunted look. Okay, well perfect. That's a lovely example of self-soothing, but it has to be for over 10 seconds. And if we look at people when they hug, they just kind of, you know, they throw the arms around. It might only be for a few seconds, but it takes 10 seconds in order for uh, oxytocin to actually be released into the body. So what happens is... If you hug when you're barefoot in grass, does it have double the effect? Um, I would like to say it's more connected, yes. <laughs> so it's all of these type of things. A lot of people have a block up to self-soothing because they feel that they're not deserving of it. So if you're a very, very critical person, you feel that you're not good enough, you view self-soothing actually as like... a a pleasure or you view it as something that I don't deserve to have this. You feel guilty for accessing your soothing system. And that's what happens is so your tread and your drive system become completely unbalanced because you're not accessing the thing that actually can make you more balanced. So give us then the the sort of if if standing barefoot on grass and taking a moment to centre yourself, if hugging somebody for more than 10 seconds, what are the other things we can do to tap into what you're describing as the soothing system. Absolutely. We can do a whole segment on this because there's so much. So, for example, like taking time for yourself in regard, mindfulness is one of those amazing things. Spending time in nature, that's really, really important. You know, if you're, um, for cats are really good example. So if you're rubbing a cat and it starts purring, that's its soothing system activated. But that also activates hours of the self's time. Making sure that you're getting enough sleep, that you're putting away time 
where you're actually doing something that's relaxing. A lot of us go when we watch Netflix, for example, thinking, oh, that's soothing. That is not soothing. That's actually the drive system giving you hits of dopamine. So a lot of the stuff we do in modern society, we consider it soothing when in fact, actually, it's not. So there's a line to be delineated between that which is fun and that which is soothing. They're not the same thing. They're not the same thing. So if we think about soothing, it's all about care. It's about relationship seeking. It's about relationship building. It's about affection. It's about calmness. It's about feeling valued and cared for. I don't feel valued and cared for when I'm watching Netflix. Usually I'm quite frustrated or annoyed depending on what I'm watching. My threat system is usually activated when I'm watching Netflix. So it's about those things. It's about accessing, feeling valued, feeling cared for, affection. So what are the the things to look for then to judge whether or not you are in, as you describe it, balance? So the really easy way to do is I say to everybody, take two or three minutes and get a piece of paper and actually write down and think about how often am I really in threat, really in drive and really in soothing. And what you're going to notice is that probably about 70% of people's time usually are in the in the threat system. 20 to 30 percent, depending, are going to be in your drive and very, very little in the soothing system. So it's about becoming aware of that and looking, what do I do that I think is soothing? But actually, is that actually soothing me or is it a distraction or is it something I thought was soothing me? But really, it's not connecting me to that. feeling. Tough, though. I think a lot of people say given the choice between watching the new Chris Rock special or going out and standing in the garden in my bare feet. Oof, I'll go with Chris Rock. Absolutely, 100%. And that's why it's because we, we, we're not thought, these things need to be thought in school to access that. That's why mindfulness is an amazing technique to use because mindfulness activates that soothing system for us as well. Like the, the standing, there's the way more other ones. It's anything to use. We can use our five senses to soothe ourselves all of the time. So there's other techniques like looking around the room and naming five things that you can see, for example, four things you can touch three things you can smell, a thing that you can taste. So there's different ways of accessing your soothing system. It's just starting to see, am I doing this at all? Because without it, we become entirely unbalanced. And that's why an awful lot of people, let's say that are struggling with their own mental health when they come to see someone, they realise that actually I'm not accessing that soothing system and I've had a massive block up because I don't feel I'm worthy or not good enough of that. And that's why we've become really unbalanced is because in modern society, we've taken the emphasis away from actually soothing ourselves. Tara, thank you so much. That is Tara Logan, Buckley Clinical Psychologist. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.